Type Network presents The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn, how to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human being. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pesara Tales. I'm Jam Australia, or Sir J, as my students call me, and this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome, thank you for listening to this week's episode, whether you are listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you joining us this week. And as always, the Pizarra Tales is part of the Filipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network or Pipe Network for short. You can check out all the other podcasts. Those are amazing podcasts. You can check them out. And as well, you can check out the Facebook page for more content, which we will put in the description. Uh, the link in the description in this, this week's episode. And in case you missed it, we also have a Facebook group wherein you can... You know, join us for discussions. You could get some updates about the Pizarra Tales. You should check out the Teacher's Lounge by the Pizarra Tales, right? It's very searchable. Parin yung po yung hanapin sa Facebook. Join lang kayo dyan and then let's just have fun there, right? Um, this week, I want to try something different. This is uh, a new mini-series that I'm kind of trying to do. Right. It's similar to the quick notes, right? I think this is what the quick notes ended up becoming. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if you're aware, but the way I do the show is usually, um, I put out a, I put out a script, right? Not, not really as like a hard script, but usually what I do is, I make an outline, right? I do an outline uh, of a topic that I want to talk about just so I don't get lost, right? And, if you really hear what I sound like before all this editing, right? It's really, it's really unclean, right? It's really untidy. Uh, I say uh a lot, <laughs> and you know I wanted to practice myself and right? how to speak better, uh, how to be clear in my thoughts, and without you know trying to use so much fillers and just be more confident in speaking and so i'm trying to start this uh well i'm well i am starting this mini series it's called off the books right this is where every now and then i would post an episode like this and it's something it's an episode that doesn't really revolve around one topic it's just pretty much things that i want to talk about that are that might be too short these are probably a collection more of a collection of short stories uh these are stories that might be too short for a an episode of their own right or maybe i couldn't flesh them out uh, as well as i want them to and so they're just relegated to this uh mini series i mean relegated is a bad term it's not really that bad it's just you know me trying to practice how to talk without a script Right. It's not something that I want to do sustainably, but at the same time, I feel like this would help me in my speaking and my podcast voice. It's a way of doing this. And at the same time, these are stories that I want to share with you guys since this is called the Pesara Tales. I mean, yun naman talaga yung objective 
when I started the show is to share stories about how I'm learning, right? So, medyo chapsu yung dating neto, especially at the start, right? But hopefully, as I do more of these things, uh, it just gets better and better, right? So, yeah, that's pretty much what I am doing this week, right? This could go long, this could go short, we'll see, right? This is very much unscripted, right? And I'll try to do as minimal editing as I can, right? One thing that comes to mind, right? Well, the the date I'm recording this, I'm recording this February 8th, right? 2021. It is actually the one-year anniversary. I saw on my Facebook um, mes- memories, right? It's actually the one-year anniversary of uh, me joining a contest as a coach, right? The backstory, when I was younger, when I was in elementary, I was part of uh, the school that I... The school that I studied for, shout out to the Learning Tree Child Group Center. Uh, I was a student there. And when I was in grade 5 and grade 6, I was part of this uh, science team. Right? Basically, we were the team that were being sent to these different uh, competitions. Yeah, and actually, my coach there was Teacher Ryan. He's actually one of the earlier guests of this podcast. So if you want to check that out... Uh, Maybe I'll put a link in the description as well. <laughs> you can check out. Yeah, you can check out the episode, right? I apologize for there's like a play that passed by, but anyway, this is going to be unscripted. This is off the books, yeah. So when like like I was saying, when I was younger, I was part of you know joining these teams that were being sent to competitions. In particular, we used to go to this competition. It was called the PSYSC Science Olympiad. So PSYC is the Philippine Society of Youth Science Clubs, right? I'm a science geek, right? Um, so yeah, me and my best friend David, and when I was in grade five, we had a cl- we had we had a uh, group mate named Axel Axel Bondok. When I was in grade six, it was Vika Fajardo, right? So basically, we were the ones being sent to these competitions. And when I was in grade six, we were you know fortunate enough to get the championship. Yeah, so it was really like. A surreal moment for me. It was one of the first few early memories of me uh, joining and winning, you know, a science competition as a representative of the school that I studied for. Right. When I was in high school, though, not so much. I mean, it was Philippine Science High School. There are a lot of better geniuses out there, so I was, I wasn't really part of, you know, the 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 teams that were being sent by the school, and that's fine. I mean, it, it's not really a big you know, issue for me. And sometimes I do miss the competition, right? I do miss joining these contests, right? Because, you know, it's a way to represent the school. And it's also, I mean, it can be pretty fun. It is a competition after all. So what happened was when I was in college, I was part of a club, right? I was part of an organization, the University of the Philippines Association of Chemistry Majors and Enthusiasts. Or UPACME, shout out to UPACME. Right? Uh, we used to do this, well, they're still doing it, I'm not sure nowadays, but uh, we used to do this competition. It's called Hanap Sa Science and Math. And it is a competition that was geared towards uh, high school students in NCR in, I think, Region 4A or Calabarzon. It's nearby provinces, basically. And the aim of this was to um, encourage high school students 
uh, in the sciences, right? These were high school students that were not really students of science high school. So these were either public high schools or private high schools. And they were just, you know, it's basically a science competition, right? And what happened was that last year, I got to convince my bosses at the school that I worked for that we should field a team, right? Uh, and we should join this just for, you know, just for the heck of it, just for the fun, right? These kids uh, don't really get as much exposure in terms of uh, competitions like these, especially in the sciences, because, you know, the demographic of uh, the school that I work for, the students that I the students that I teach, right? Most of them are really into the liberal arts, right? So these are your English, your language studies, um, your social sciences. They're really into that. Not so much in the science, in the physical sciences, right? And so I wanted to encourage them to to do these kinds of competitions as well. Just, you know, just to get more experience, right? Just to learn more. Uh, and I remember we got the invitation. It was like a few months just before the competition and so we would stay uh, stay in school late i would be training these kids uh, i would stay in school late to you know to study uh, to study more than what they're already studying part of, as part of the curriculum right and it wasn't really the, the most strenuous of trainings i admit i was it was the first time i was it was my first time being a coach right uh it was just very surreal to me because when I was in Acme, we were the ones organizing these competitions. I mean, I remember the days where uh, I would be part of the logistics committee or, you know, membership committee or whatever committee there was. I would help out in um, paperwork. I would help out in, you know, the actual placement of the chairs and, you know, uh, being ushering the guests and the students and the and the teachers and the coaches and all that, you know, it was just really a part of, you know, my experience when I was in a college organization. And now I'm participating as a coach. So it was really like kind of like full circle going on. And so what happened was I brought my kids there, right? And we got to join the competition. It happened, you know, to the date, right? It was Feb 8, 2020. It was a Saturday. And I was in charge of, you know, taking care of the kids. So we drove from the school to UP, UPIS. They had the, they had the competition in the UPIS auditorium. I brought my kids. It was, I call them my kids. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think it's a teacher thing. Yeah. So I brought my kids there. Um, I used my car. Not really my car, my family's car. I was the one driving. So there's a lot of responsibility involved, but it's fine. Right? So I drove them to UP. And then, you know, they were just excited. I think it was their first time joining a competition like this. And so they were really excited. Uh, they were a bit scared as well because they know that they haven't trained uh, as strenuously as they would want to. Right? Uh, they were just really optimistic. They were just looking forward to the experience. And so what happened was that they got to join, right? Uh, the first, it was actually two parts. There was an elimination round and a final round. The eliminate, they only got through the elimination round, right? They weren't able to get to the final round, which is fine, right? Because the elimination round, it was a written exam and they were just, uh, you know, they were just out of their depth, all right? Uh, I think they were a bit, uh, I think they were a bit scared, uh, but I know that they're really, really good kids, and I feel like if we had more time to prepare, this was, if this was something that 
you know, we actually were preparing for like, you know, months. I mean, I remember when I was joining these competitions, we would train for months. It was like months of after school training, talaga. And, you know, these kids only had like a few weeks <laughs> and sometimes they wouldn't they would even we would have to postpone training for other activities as well so it's really difficult it was a really tight schedule but they pulled through and you know regardless even they didn't qualify for the finals right the experience for them it was really priceless right they were really thankful uh, i remember one of my uh, students who were part of that team you know uh because after the competition, when they didn't get into the finals, all right, I brought them home. I brought them back to the school, and they were just uh, commuting home, right? Were picked by their parents home, right? And then when one of my students got home, he messaged me and he said, "You know, thanks for giving us the opportunity to go there," and that really warmed my heart because it was really what I really hoped for. I mean, um, as much as I want them to go all the way or at least make it to the final round, I was really happy with their performance because it was something that um, I experienced and I enjoyed. And I'm glad I got to share that with them as well. And also when I was there uh, in HSM, I was really happy because I got to see my old org mates, right? Uh, some new, got to meet some new ones as well. It was really, really uh Full circle for me. Nakatawa talaga. So shout out sa UP ako me. Uh, I'm not. I don't know, man. It's ever since the pandemic. Uh, I don't know if they're still planning to do that or if they're not doing it at all. Either way, I do hope that these kinds of competitions would come back, even if these competitions can be. You know, I mean, there are schools that take this very, very seriously. There are schools that take competitions like this very seriously because. You know, for school pride and all that, but I think these kinds of competitions help uh, help students in such a way that they get to experience, you know, something of this nature, right? Not for them to become uh, very pressured or yung matipong yung tipong ano ba sabihin to? Yes, for some, they could really take it very seriously and it, it could affect their academics. I think this is more of an enriching activity, rich enrichment activity, rather than something that, uh, you know, of course, there are some that they would really do their best to win these competitions. But seeing the other uh, the other schools that we went against, they were also there for the experience. Some of them were there to defend titles or to have, you know, uh, a better record than they're showing last year. For us, it was our first time joining it and it was really for the experience. And so, um, experience. it's something that I miss. Yeah, I, it's something that I miss. I wish we had, uh, I wish we had more of these kinds of opportunities. All right, so shout out to you, Piak Men. Also, the other, you know, college works who usually do these right, right about now, <laughs> but you know, this is where we're at. So, yeah. That's my HSM story. It's one year to the date. And I'm really, really happy that I got to have that opportunity before, you know, quarantine and lockdown started. I guess we'll take a break at this moment. And when we come back, we'll have more stories for you. So stick around. This is the Pesara Tales. This episode is brought to you by Dulce House, an online shop for your guilty pleasures. You can buy chocolate chip cookies, Oreo cheesecake cookies, and other baked goodies. Use the promo code PIPE 
That's P-I-P-E to get a 10% discount on your next purchase. Visit dulcehouse.com now! media bardagulan, samahan nyo kami. Ako si Marga. Ako naman si Bullet sa pinakamasayang Comedy Current Affairs Podcast sa balat ng Spotify, Apple Podcast, at Google Podcast. Mad in, in Manila. Manila. Oh, crrrrrrrr! Oh, na lang! Lalarga na! Ay, mano kami! And welcome back to the Pissarra Tales, where you're still with me, Sir Jay. Uh, this is Off the Books, first edition. Alright, um, like I mentioned earlier, this is something that I want, trying to do, right? This is a more unscripted version of the Pissarra Tales. This is the tales part of the Pissarra Tales. It's just me sharing my thoughts and experiences in bite-sized versions, alright? These are topics that uh, might not get their own episode, right? Or might get their, o- uh, their own episode down the line, but um, these are still stories that I, you know, feel like you would be interested in knowing. So, there. In the school that I work for, we're already at the latter end of the second term. Uh, just a quick side note, we do trimester, right, in the school. So we do term one, term two, term three, instead of the usual quarterlies that other schools and most public schools and other private schools usually do. For us, we do it trimester. And we're now actually in the latter end of the second term, right? So actually in a few weeks, they'll have their, uh, my students will have their finals, right? And this is already my second school year, right? Um, first school year with this whole online teaching thing. And I gotta say, it's not... Uh, I think... I'm not sure if I've grown accustomed to it, if I'm used to it, if I'm getting better, or if I'm just getting numb. <laughs> because um, everything seems to fall into a routine now, right? Like, um, the schedule that I have... I, I, what I usually do is I use Google Sheets, Alright, uh, by the way, in this uh, segment, I might be mentioning a lot of, you know, apps or brands. I am in no way sponsored by them, right? But if they do want to sponsor, you should hit us up over at the Pipe Network. And anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so what I'm doing right now, what I usually do, my work station is that I have a Google Sheets form, right? It has my class schedule there, and then I put down, right, what topics I want to talk about. How am I going to schedule? What assessments do I plan on doing, you know, for the week? And I plan it as much as I can, right? As far out as like the whole term to spread out the whole term. And yeah, what I've been doing is that, you know, I'm not, again, like I said, I'm not sure if I'm just getting used to it or if it's something that I'm getting better at because it's, everything feels like a routine now, right? Uh, what I usually do is that I make slides, right? But there are times that I do miss the blackboard. I do miss the whiteboard, right? And what I usually do, right? This is something that I want to share with you if you're interested in um, doing something that seems like uh, working on a whiteboard. Of course, if you're using Zoom, it has its own whiteboard. But I usually, what I usually use is called Jamboard. It's under, it's by Google as well, Google Jamboard. It's a virtual whiteboard wherein, you know, obviously I can 
write stuff, right? But also you can put pictures, you can put post-its, and it's really, really useful and really simple. And the good thing about it is that I get to put it on public, not really public, I can share it actually with my students, right? It's kind of like, you know how when you're a student and then when your teacher writes on the blackboard, especially for the more, um, older generation whoops sorry <laughs> but like i mean ko rin naman yan pero yung alam mo yung feeling na pagka-copy ka ng notes pag nagsasalit yung teacher mo sa blackboard this is similar to that right so what i do at times is that if if it's something that i feel like slides won't just cut it or powerpoint slides will just cut it i would use the jamboard so i would use it like a regular whiteboard i would write my lesson there show solutions or diagrams when needed and then you know, back in the day when I was a student, you would have to copy it at the same time so that they could, uh, should I would have a copy of it? Kasi, or, you know, in the late, in latter end, especially in college, we would take pictures of it. But yeah, the good thing about this is that you can save these. You can save these, uh, jam boards and then students can revisit them. Right? And, Yes, it's great for that kind of feature that, you know, they could revisit some of these things that, you know, I wrote down on the board. And then, you know, if they have questions, they could talk to me about it during consultation. Sometimes I worry, though, if they do take notes during, because one thing I've noticed is that I don't think students are, I could be wrong, but I don't think students are taking down notes during Zoom calls. And I feel like it's because of just the general fatigue that comes with being on a conference call i mean anyone who's been working from home or working remotely who's been on a conference call whether it's zoom it's zoom teams or google meet or what have you there's a certain fatigue to it don't you notice that Parang din being on it's not like being face-to-face of course that's cliche already nowadays we know it's nothing like face-to-face but more so for students, I think they could feel the fatigue. And so what's great about the Jamboard is that um, they don't have to take notes during, right? They could take notes after, right? And they could just focus more on the listening part, right? So, so far it's worked, right? I usually use this when I have topics that involve a lot of computation, right? And the thing with that is because... Um, I'm trying my best to do them in slides as well, but it's hard to, you know, put long-form solutions in PowerPoint. <laughs> I don't know if you've tried, but it's really difficult. So I think the Jamboard is really advantageous to that because I get to write. And also, shout out to Bianca Publico. Back when this whole online, when this whole online setup started, I was already thinking of buying like my own tablet, right? Writing tablet. You know how graph like, digital uh, graphic artists use right that kind of tablet and i was looking that i was looking through you know online shops and you know thankfully bianca for a batchmate of mine from high school um you know i'm upgrading you know you for free and i was really thankful and it's something that i still use it's a wacom tablet it's a second-hand Wacom tablet, but it still works perfectly. So thank you, Bianca, for that. Uh, maraming maraming salamat if you're listening. <laughs> so yeah, dun ko nagagamit talaga yung Jamboard. Um, it's Google. It's free. If you have a Google account, you could definitely use it. You don't even need an, like an education Google account. You just have your own you know, Gmail account and that would be fine. So if you're thinking about something that is uh, 
that needs collaborative work but um does does so in isolation you can definitely check that out and it's all i've also used this for quiz and activities actually that you know students can collaborate it's like being it's like being back in class na parang nakalagay sa uh, like big board work kayo and then you know students would have to write down their answers or what have you and it's really really useful and can't really stress that enough so yeah this is in no way sponsored by jamboard by the way but google if you're listening i mean you know hit us up <laughs> one more story before i go um so i was looking through my uh thread right so in my personal twitter account i actually keep like a thread of like some of these stories that uh i share <laughs> just so just uh, like classroom stories that i share i mean of course i do my best to keep certain privacy uh for the protection of my students and of course you know as a professional teacher as well but there and i was really going through some of these stories and uh just to end this week's episode I remember um this was also last year right this is around late January so it's not it's all it's also a year <laughs> it's also it's also been a year so last year I did this project it's called the food phenomenon like it's similar to the food phenomenon project I used to do when I was taking this class in UP it's a food preparation subject and uh I tweaked it a little bit to make it uh, more uh make it more accessible or make it more um para mas bagay kumbaga sa mga students ko because these were grade 8 and grade 9 students and so i wanted to teach them you know because they were doing chemistry and food is the best way to get into chemistry by the way <laughs> one of the best ways to get into chemistry so i did this i did this activity um Did I still call it food phenomenon? I don't remember anymore, right? But it's very similar to that. So, um, basically, what they're doing is that there would be they would be do they would design their own food experiments, right? And so they really had like really wonderful ideas. Some were doing uh, stuff about brownies, or some were doing about stuff about pancakes. It was really really wonderful, and they got to present it uh, in front of the whole class. And you know, some of the other teachers were judging them, uh, gave them scores, and you know, that was pretty much. And that was actually that was actually equivalent to one of like their finals, one of their final term exams or whatnot. It was really really fun for everyone, and I remember during the planning phase, like um, one of the one of my students were really worried about their topic because they they wanted they were actually thinking about changing their research topic because for them it feels like they had no purpose right and i actually tweeted this this a screen cap of this of course omitting the personal details but i tweeted a screen cap of this last year and what i told the student because here's the here's the transcript na lang, so i'll read it out right so the student says yeah but sir why do you think it's good when it doesn't need a substitute we're not even making it into an into a healthy alternative is it okay to find an alternative for it without any purpose because i i think they were doing something about rice krispies and they were looking for a different uh, binding a uh, binder and they were uh, wondering you know why are they doing an experiment on that if 
the alternative is not you know healthier or whatnot. And I thought about the times where scientists would just experiment for the heck of it. All right, um, some of the known discoveries that we have were discovered by accident. Some of them were discovered not being the primary objective. As in, hindi naman yun yung hinahanap nila, but they found it anyway. Some, those are some, that's how some uh, science discoveries came to be. And so, like, I'm, I reminded her of that, you know, it pursues science. What I, like, when the student asked me, is it okay to find an alternative for it without any purpose? I said, yes, it's okay because it pursues science. A lot of discoveries were made because someone thought, what if? Right? And sometimes it's just that. Science is just that. Just, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? Right? You know, uh, it's easy to think for some of these students that when we're designing experiments, it has to be a purpose. And yes, nine times out of ten, there has to be a purpose. Right? Uh, but in that one time wherein what you get is very different from what you intended it to be, Sometimes that's where the good science is. And I think that's something we could take into our lives. That, you know, we could plan all we want. We could do our best to follow a certain path. But sometimes life just throws us curveballs. And it's really how we deal with them. You know, how we learn from these opportunities that, you know, we get to do. And yeah, I hope that this week, if whatever, you know, opportunity that comes your way, Right, whether you intend it to be or not, I hope that we get to learn a lot from it. Right, so yeah, thanks for listening to this first iteration of Off the Books. Right, if you like more of these, you could tell you could basically hit us up. Right, let me know what you think about it. Join that Facebook uh, group. Right, um, if you don't want to do that, you can always hit up hit us up on our socials. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Pesar Tales. If you have any messages or comments, if you're more old school in a way or more formal, you can email us the at gmail.com. The original theme music was composed by EJ Adrilin. Right, the one before, the one you'll hear in a bit. Post by EJ. Thank you very much, EJ, by the way. It's a really, really classy piece of work. Right? Once again, this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day. Ooh.